What kind of bits should we do before the show? We need some good, some good banter. Well, since this is the remake, what did we do last time that we can like recall and wink at? You think I was can anyone else getting Property Brothers vibes from this? No, not actually, not at all. No, it was more of a Chip and Joanna Gaines moment. <laughs> I'm quitting. That was a joke. I'm quitting this podcast. You can't say something like that when I'm taking a bite. <laughs> oh my god. I don't remember. No fruit I don't remember. When, that was like a month ago when we recorded, right? Yeah. I'll pull it up now. If you ask me to bring up three things we talked about, I don't know if I could do that. Probably, we talked about Fright Night. Probably That's his sweater. <laughs> it's a little fruity. It's a little fruity. We said that a whole bunch. This one was not. Male living carpenters. There was none of that. None of that. No male yeah, living no carpenter. He was the male living carpenter. carpenter. He's that a was it all on his own. <laughs> he doesn't need a man. Uh, without, should we get into it? Yeah. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. A bell. Refill Mr. Franklin's glass, will you? Now, when you get up there tonight, don't drink too much. Oh, don't worry, I won't. How about a whiskey and soda? Huh, less soda than usual, thanks. And this is wine. To drink. Just a bit might improve your humor. Aren't you drinking? I never drink. No, I've had a couple. Come on, I'm not drunk. And an excellent vintage it is, too. But if you're implying that I'm tipsy, sir. <laughs> uh, welcome to Tipsy's Hair. This is a podcast about horror movies. And you can be tipsy if you want to. I'm Harish. I'm Sam. I'm Molly. And we have a guest today. <laughs> a special guest. And I am tipsy because I want to. <laughs> His name is Quinn. Such an enthusiastic. And you may recognize him from our Fright Night episode. <laughs> such an enthusiastic, rare welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to really put on the bits? Okay. Introducing <laughs> distinguished guest, Quinn Wright. Hi. Hi. What is this? Like five for him? Too many. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. Wait, does he get I, a five timer? Think... Oh. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, uh, Again, I, I believe I am the most mentioned on the podcast, including oh, yeah, the three sure. of you. <laughs> Yeah, I have probably. I I, there, you, there's much to talk about. You're always doing something. Yeah, this is five for Quinn. This is up. This is Yay! Quinn's fifth episode. Wow. I'm celebrating with a large plate of spaghetti. Should As we have should. like an award for that? Uh, um, I don't know what Most the award mentioned? is. Just what's a what's a series with five horror, Final Destination has five <laughs> movies in it. Final Destination, yeah. Five and all. Scream, it will now have five. I'm we'll work, we'll work it, we'll get back to you. Yeah, what? we'll announce it later. <laughs> and did we say what we're doing today's episode is Fright Night, the remake of... The, so we're doing a remake of an episode. <laughs> so why? Why is that, Harish? What, what month is it? Oh, yeah, it's Drag to the Future. <laughs> Vampiral. <laughs> I was going to ask if you got inspiration from that one episode of Psych. 
where they remake an episode of Psych. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. No, we were. No. <laughs> Do you want to hear why we're doing this? Why? <laughs> we could not narrow down our picks for vampire movies. There's too many good ones. So in the first month, March Gladness, we picked movies that we knew had like sequels or reboots. Yeah, that's and- a whole lie. What? Next month. Or next week. What are you talking okay. about? We, we're oh, struggling with... a remake? No, there's not. No, we're struggling we with that. We still one. haven't figured we it haven't out. We haven't figured out what we to just do. My big pitch is we should just do Interview with a Vampire. I don't know. I can't. I don't know. <laughs> Why okay. not? Hear me out. Hear me out. We've done what we do in the shadows, which is a vampire comedy. We've done... Um, we, I literally had a pitch for this. There was another movie we did that was like vampire adjacent. Um... But Whatever. Interview is so long. Okay. <laughs> is that is that what's holding us back? Is the time? That's what's holding me back. It's like two Look, and a half it hours. Watch at two x speed. <laughs> <laughs> and with that. But welcome to Fright Night. Yeah. Yeah, this is a remake of the movie Fright Night that we did last month, and this one is from 2011, with uh. Colin Farrell is Jerry as the vampire. Oh. Yeah, um pretty like stacked cast. Yeah, I mean it's just punch after The funny thing about watching this is we've told Molly multiple times who's in this movie, yet every time someone showed up on screen it was like the first time she'd heard of it. No, no, no. No. There were still some surprises. Way. You didn't tell me anybody who was in this movie. And then no, no, no. Occasionally you'd mention one and I'd be like, "What?" Holy shit, that's great. And then, um, so sporadically I learned, and I just like also didn't want to look up the cast list. I wanted to be surprised. Yeah. So even during the watch, like characters would come up that you guys did not fucking talk about. Also, like, that is a lot. You could play the tape from the first Friday Night episode, and when you bring up Anton Yeldick, just naturally, we all freaked out. We talked yeah. about David Tennant. We talked about Dave Franco. We did. Oh. We really well, I, I also, I, I mean, it's easy to forget because I, I forgot Tony Collette was in this. What? Um, I forgot. You guys said that Dave Franco was in this. I yeah. I did not remember that. Um, yeah, you guys can't make fun of me. I have a learning disability. I'm on Molly's <laughs> side. <laughs> you can't your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Harish. Oh my god! <laughs> Throwing hands next time I see you post. <laughs> <laughs> You're lucky I'm gonna be at work on Saturday, Molly. Oh my god! <laughs> Let's get into it. The movie. The movie. Uh, what should we start with? Okay, it's in Las Vegas this time. Oh, can I just go ahead and start? Yeah, yeah. I've said this so many times. They're probably sick of hearing me say this. The setting of this movie. The first one's not in Las Vegas, no, right? It's, it's like just in California. In LA. It's a yeah. Okay. Yeah. And this one they decided to bring it to Vegas. And at first you're like, why would they do that? It is genius. They they like use the location multiple times in the yeah. movie. The fact that it's like really dark and then really really sunny is used and like um I don't know. There's something just so eerie and flat about it that's just like unsettling to like um, like imagining, yeah, like, being it's out like there. A, the like bad like starter homes that all look the same mm-hmm. is like a really good setting that you don't see often outside yeah. of like 
stuff about the hell of suburbia. Yeah. And his like cover story is that he's a night construction worker on the Vegas Strip, and so nobody thinks it's weird that he's like shut in all day and only leaves at night. Like it's completely normal. Yeah, and also mm-hmm. like in Las Vegas, they pointed out at one point like everyone like works all night and sleeps all day, yeah. so it it's fine. It makes sense to be a vampire there. Um. Anyways, so they're Honestly, in Las Vegas. How many people do you think that live in Las Vegas aren't vampires? I'd say <laughs> less than we think. I'm going to have to agree with that statement. I that think seems right. the only thing for me w- would be, as a vampire, I would not want to live in the middle of the desert. I would want to live, like, I, Twilight has the right idea. Where it's y- You go rainy. where it's, like, rainy and overcast all the time. Yeah, like, a 30 Days of Night moment is a smart attack plan. Yeah. yeah. I have to say high risk, high reward though, because everything about this movie makes sense, you know, <laughs> Yeah. out at night, sleep all day. Also, yeah. Peter Vincent is not a TV star anymore. Cause that's not really a thing anymore. And so they made him a Vegas magician, right? Uh, which totally tracks for the time period. Yeah. So it just brings them <laughs> close to where he would be. Yeah. He's a mind freak. Oh, <laughs> Um, I think I, we all have a personal attachment to magicians. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, for example, we started a D and D league, and uh, my character's photo is in fact David Tennant. You <laughs> <laughs> did that on purpose. That is who I'm playing as. It was a it was a very conscious choice. Yeah. Um, I've said it once on probably many episodes, but. Men who look like magicians, and then actual magicians who look like this. Yeah. Oh, you know, I'm not doing anything right now. I got, I don't got anything going on. I, my biggest note for this movie is that the most fun I've had was watching Molly, like, moan sadder and sadder as David Tennant took off, like, the wig and the mustache and, like, shed his magician look. She was so upset, but, like, also confused. Okay. It was hard to know why I felt like that later. Let me outline my dream wedding for you guys. I don't know if you know this. If I was ever going to get married, I want to get married in Vegas. Love that. That tracks. I don't, like, I genuinely think like I don't know, you know, but I think it'd be fun. It's a good oh. bit. It's great. <laughs> I think weddings are kind of whack. I don't get why people. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I don't have feelings. But um, <laughs> I don't get why people would spend a bunch of money on something like that. You just need yeah. the right magician in your life. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, right? if we go to Vegas, I'm a magician marriage flight risk. So I'm gonna have to be chaperoned at all times. <laughs> You'll just like oh. walk away with like a random street magician that shows up. It, it, it will happen. I'm you are you are a half a bottle of absinthe away from being like a Mrs. Cadaver or whatever their <laughs> last name would be. If I ever get hot, that's my dream job. We like I'm can, do it. we could never like that. If we went to Vegas, like we would actually have to make that like a actual thought of a plan of concern. Oh yeah. Like, protect Molly at all times. <laughs> <laughs> the other part of this is I am in a demographic of people who are very susceptible to developing gambling addictions. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, I think, I think Vegas would be the best and worst thing to have. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
It's everything I want, but you nothing just, I can have. You, you just know? have to bring like a set amount of cash, and then like you can't have access to any other money. Yeah, logically that makes sense, and I understand that. Yeah. But, um, big bet make my brain go burr. Right, right. <laughs> you know, I get it. As, as someone who was deeply influenced by Katy Perry's music video for "Waking Up in Vegas," <laughs> I understand the thought process. <laughs> Are you wanting that to happen? Maybe. <laughs> Again, it was huge for me in like fifth grade when it came out. That was my favorite Katy Perry song. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we can move on from so, that. So, <laughs> going back to the movie, um, they changed like quite a bit. Like the basic <laughs> outline, like if you said, if you someone asked you what is Fright Night about, you would basically tell the same yeah. plot as the original, but, like, they do change a lot of the details. A lot of it, yeah. Yeah, so, well, it opens with a, a murder happening, um, and we find out later that it's a third friend in addition to the other, the two from the original. There's Charlie and Ed. They all have the same names in this one. Yeah. Um, so there's Charlie and Ed, and they had a third good friend named Adam, and Adam is the kid who dies at the beginning, mm-hmm. gets killed by... Jerry. Jerry. Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah. Uh, and then the the main difference is like Evil Ed's character um, in this one. He he's the one who tells Charlie that there's a vampire yeah. and it's not the other way around. Mm-hmm. Um, and he doesn't suck in this movie. <laughs> yeah. That's my main point. Uh, they, they, I think the biggest change is that they just leached any semblance of homoeroticism out of it. Yeah, they really but what did. they did, they replaced it with like pure horror and yeah. like a little bit of like heteroeroticism. So it's not that bad <laughs> of a change. It's, there's, <laughs> there's, Wait, there's, before what? we get into it too much, do you guys want to play that game? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah let's yeah, play that game. Okay. While you pull it up, I will say there is just so much. Um, the, what lacks in gayness makes up for Whoa. in painting the most terrifying picture of a guy I can ever imagine. Oh my god. It's basically like it makes it the Vegas version, <laughs> which is just <laughs> incredibly like very heterosexually horny. In all the worst ways. And also, yeah, toxic masculinity oh, and all so of that bad. stuff. Yeah. We'll dive into that. He says some of the worst lines I've ever heard in a movie have were said in this movie. Mm-hmm. all right let's all right. get going so we're gonna play a game that i actually probably want to do maybe more regularly if sure, i yeah. get around to it where i pick a bunch of letterbox reviews that i like for the movie we're watching and then you guys have to guess how many stars this person gave the movie based on their review okay it's really hard it's yeah. really hard quinn it is pretty hard I, I i tend to go for well i don't know this one might be a little easier it was hard for queen of the damned yeah. Which is such a, either you like really love it or like it's garbage. Yeah. Right. This one maybe has a bit of that too. Okay. I think it's interesting that uh, what we were talking about is a good segue. No sexy vampire dance and no gay. Sad face. <laughs> Oof. Uh... Three stars. Two and a half. I'm going to go two stars. It's two and a half. Wow. Whoa, 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 whoa. You said this was hard. Wow. Um... Colin Farrell, but Farrell is spelled F-E-R-A-L. Genius. <laughs> Absolutely. Four stars. Five stars. Five stars. Is that, did everyone say five? I said four. 
It's three. Oh, uh. what? I know. That's a five-star review. Where's the ambiguous gay energy in this one? Oof, that's a two-star review. Two stars. Three and a half. Half a star. Half? Half. Yeah. Rude. Oh, my God. This one really made me laugh. As a teen, I used to literally sit and look at pictures of David Tennant in this movie as an activity. What was I doing to my damn brain? (laughs) Four stars. Five stars. Three stars. I don't know. Yeah, Harish with the point. Three stars. Wow. And a heart. And a heart. (laughs) Okay. Um... This movie keeps coming at you and it doesn't stop. <laughs> One and, and a half, half stars. Uh, you say four and a half, Quinn? Oh my god. I'm gonna say four stars. Five stars. Five stars. Uh, there was love in that review, I could tell. Um a semi naked David Tennant wearing eyeliner and drinking straight whiskey while sulking in a chair trademark. Did you write that one? Nope. <laughs> Three and a half stars. Two stars. Um, four stars. It gets a solid three with a heart. Wow. Basically right. the heart always gets you. Another one of my favorites, Irish. Irish? Two stars? I don't know. Wait, it just um, said Irish? Did I hear that? Yes. Yeah. Is it because Colin Farrell is Irish? I guess. I don't know. Here's the thing that would help. Was this written by a Brit? I don't know. Because that changes if it's five or a half stars. There could be no way of knowing. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say five. Say three and a half. One. One? It was oh, written no. by a Brit. It was a Brit. You're right. Uh, all right. Another, another good one. I'll do a couple more. David Tennant understood the assignment. Four stars. Three and a half. Um, I'm going to say four and a half. It's a solid three. Ooh. Nice. I don't think I've gotten a single one of these. A couple five-star reviews I liked just because it's kind of obvious. The finest wine of movies. And also, this is the best movie I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) (laughs) I'll do like two more. Colin Farrell, if you see this, please text me. (laughs) Two and a half. I was gonna go. Uh, I was gonna love all it. I'll just say three. I'll say four. Three and a half. Ah. Ooh. I lied. Now I have two more. If sexy vampire <laughs> Colin Farrell wanted to turn my girlfriend into a sexy vampire queen, I would simply let him, out of respect. But I would spend the rest of my life in a cloud of jealousy. What does she have that I don't? <laughs> four stars. Three and a half. Five stars. Four stars. Nice yeah, job, Yeah, I finally got it. Finally! Alright, and my last one for the day. The scariest thing in this movie is when David Tennant says Midori looks like piss. Somebody <laughs> needs to get him to a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> we all had that concern. Uh, Two and a half stars. Four. Three. Five with a heart, baby. What? Very high praise. All right, great job. You're all winners. Thank you. We all saw Fright Night. We're all winners. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Also, apparently, Colin Farrell expressed concern that his character was too much of a sexual predator and suggested script changes, but they didn't make any. Wow. wow. I like Farrell. that he is. Hmm. Yeah, but... I like that they kept it. Yeah, I do but too. Also, I do need to reckon with the fact that I am very into him in this movie. Uh, yeah, I have the same feelings. It's concerning because I only just realized how scary he is. And yeah. I've seen this yeah, movie it, like seven times. It yeah. was not until this viewing that yeah. I went, oh, he's like a creep. Yeah. yeah he's, he's very different in this. In the original, Jerry is like a gentleman. And in this, he's like like your standard douchebag yeah. type character. But uh, he has his moments. Let's just <laughs> wait. Harish, had you seen this before? No, I haven't. Well, we tried to watch it. Like when we saw we saw a screening of the original at Gateway, and then when we got home, we were like, "Oh, let's watch the remake." And we started it, but we did not make it through. Yeah, like we fell asleep. So I mean, I didn't remember any of it. Okay. So yeah. This is obviously. And you've seen it a hundred times, Samantha. I have. <laughs> Um, I saw this movie in theaters. Uh, this uh, my me, my sister Emily, and our dad went and saw this together, and I have this memory of, um, I was driving us, and I was like, God, I really want to listen to Cheers. I'll drink to that by Rihanna, and I hey. shit you not, it came on the radio, <laughs> literally right when I said that. And we all looked at each other and we were like, what the fuck? Wow. And then we went and saw Friday Night in Theater. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this is a top-notch memory right there. Wow. But um, yeah, I've seen this movie like, I don't know, probably, this is probably my sixth viewing. I've seen it a lot. Wow. This I love is this number movie. three for me. Wow. So I've seen it a bit. Let's talk about the characters. So, I mean, Charlie, uh, in this one, he's more of like he was a nerd but now in high school he's like kind of friends with cooler kids and so he's trying to not be a nerd anymore and that's the tension with him and evil ed yeah it's like amy is cool so he had to like change it up to stick with her right yeah um charlie is um played by anton yelkin um Amy is played by Imogen Poots, and it is the most important thing to mention that Evil Ed is played by Christopher Mintz Platts, who you might recognize as McLovin from Superbad. Just genius casting on their part. He's, he, great, he's great in everything he's in. He blows this part out the water. He is perfect <laughs> casting choice. Exactly Eight. who you want to see. He understood the assignment. Oh, yeah. But honestly... Everyone in this movie is amazing in their role. I don't know if we mentioned, but Tony Collette is um, Charlie's mom in this, and she's equally as cool in this movie. Is that a point? I don't want to watch a horror movie if Tony Collette's not someone's mother in it. I'm not interested. She's truly the horror milk. She really is. 100%. God, I love her. She seen anyone? <laughs> I don't know. Is she single? I don't know if she's married. I don't know how relevant it is, but I'm curious so, now. Oh my god, she's Australian. What? Did you really not know that? I did I not did know not. that. I thought she was American. What about when I said, wow, there's a lot of non-Americans in this movie. Who did you think I was referencing? Colin Farrell, David Tennant, 
Imogen Poots. Is Anton Yelkin American? I don't know. I think he I is American. Know. I'm pretty sure. Really? He was. I thought he was. Um, maybe it's just because of his performance in Star Trek. I thought he was um, a little bit Russian, Russian or European. It's his name. <laughs> it's his name, and that he plays Chekhov in uh, uh, Star Trek. Yeah, but he does it well. Okay, sorry that he's a good actor. Yeah, he's American. Because no, like Tony Collette is like the best accent person in Hollywood. She really is. She transforms. I never would have known that she wasn't. She's. I've heard American. her do multiple different types of American accents convincingly, like really well. Yeah. Here she yeah, is. she lives there too. She wasn't just like born in Australia and raised an American. Like she is Australian. Like, like full grown adult before she left. I think so. Wow. This is me finding out people just don't like watch Tony Collette interviews all the time. I really don't. <laughs> I guess it's just me. I don't. I I I get so lost in her as a character. I can't know her as a person. It's too personal. I understand. <laughs> All right. So Anton Yelkin, Charlie is like trying to be cool to impress his girlfriend because yeah. he thinks she's like super hot and out of his league. And so attention has been created with his old nerdy friends Adam and Evil Ed. So yeah. one day they're at school, and Adam, not Adam. Charlie's kind of with his cool friends, his girlfriend and her popular friends, including Dave Franco and the guy who plays Dylan on a modern family. And evil Ed comes up to him and he's like, Hey, we need to talk. Adam wasn't at school today. Um, I think it's the vampire. And then Charlie's like, what the fuck dude? And apparently evil Ed has been like obsessed with like tracking down this vampire for a little bit. And he's in the area. So he tells Charlie to meet him at their friend Adam's house just to investigate a little bit. That's something that I thought I liked more about the first one was that that Charlie was the paranoid one. Mm -hmm. And Evil Ed, like, Evil Ed is the weird guy, but he also was the straight man in the situation. Mm -hmm. I like that kind of dynamic. Um but so I, I wasn't a fan of the way that they did it in this one where like evil ed or evil ed is the guy like i'm trying to get my friend back and you know trying to get him to believe that jerry's a vampire um but i i do know like the tension it creates between it, i think it's very modern of um charlie trying to be like the cool guy mm-hmm and, like separate from his nerdy friend i think like that dynamic was really really believable too and it was like a cool element to the movie but yeah. i also, agree with you harish i think um well i it think is that that's missing they needed to like add complexity to the characters since they got rid of the fact they were both just homosexuals well, and <laughs> they also, needed to sub something in they um they kind of just made ed more of a character i mean like ed had his like dynamic really. bits in the original but like in this one he like you I don't really he's get why he's there at the, the beginning and then he's gone well, and then he shows up at the end. I don't get why in the original one Ed was like so like yeah they do hate me, but in in this one you're like oh he's like lonely and his best friend like abandoned him like yeah he'll turn into a vampire he's like upset maybe I, I didn't get why Ed was because Ed was like a fucking shithead in the <laughs> original like he he didn't, yeah. you know but I mean like. Ed had his moments in the original, but I don't know. I just yeah. think this one, they explain why he would want to be a vampire and turn to Jerry's side. Right. Well, he doesn't want to be a vampire. He's pissed off. <laughs> yeah. I mean, why he would, you yeah. know, help Jerry. And, the, and like this one, it's almost, Ed has been like living the first act 
of the uh, the re- original movie before this movie even starts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's like deep in it already. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, they know that Adam died. Um and then like Charlie's like whatever. So, Ed decides to try to break into um Jerry's house by himself mm-hmm. and then Jerry bites him and defeats him easily. Well, like he hides in like a abandoned house, mm-hmm. and then he's like, "You can't come in." But then Jerry's like, oh, "It's abandoned. I can I can come in." Yeah, and um, then like they have a little chase scene, and yeah, Jerry makes him feel sad about his life, and then he bites him, and then it cuts from there. Right, and it's fun because he like earlier he had like called him the shark from Jaws. Yeah, but then he gets like bit in a pool in a, yeah. pool. In a very Jawsy esque <laughs> moment. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, then, like, I mean, uh, Charlie, like, realizes that Ed's not at school, and then he gets paranoid, goes to Ed's house, and then finds all his evidence, like, his videos yeah. of um, Jerry. His evidence. <laughs> yeah. And he, so he realizes that Ed was right, and he starts getting worried about him. Right. Um, and then, at this point jerry starts he like gets uh or charlie gets paranoid and now jerry also starts the creeping yeah being more creepy like he tries to come to their house he tells charlie that he has a girl over and that he um needs to borrow some beer yeah uh because it's like an emergency and um charlie's like yeah i can give you some of my mom's and so charlie like purposely does not invite him in to test this out and it's so tense this part yeah and um so like they have a conversation and jerry is scary as all hell in this conversation like oh my god he's disgusting and then um he like go like he Charlie drops a bottle and breaks yeah. it on the ground and Jerry so smoothly is like, Oh, do you need help cleaning that up? And Jer- and Charlie's like, no, no, it's fine. Yeah. And then he gives him the beers and like, he purposely pulls him back to see if Jerry can reach past and he can't. And right. so like, it, he just uses it to confirm it. And it's scary. It's honestly, it's one of those moments where both characters are being so smart. Jerry's like, he does it so, so subtly. Like, Oh, you need help with it. It sounds so natural. But yeah. because, Charlie's like he's a vampire. He knows not to invite him in. It's just such if it was something you weren't thinking about, you'd be like, Oh yeah, thanks. Yeah. And yeah. Like it's oh, it's so smooth. Um, right. It's so smart on Charlie's part too to do that thing where he like withholds the beer. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's I I love vampire tricks. Right. And um and, and like rules about vampirism. And I love when people like vampires try and exploit the rules or yeah. get around them. And I love when humans are aware of the rules and try and like circumvent them it's just very right. very cool yeah yeah they did that a lot in this one which the which whole was cool. scene is like that kelly clarkson <laughs> lyric like i know you know i think you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah too specific so anyway um so uh, jerry takes the beer goes back home and charlie i think he calls the cops or no his girlfriend is trying to have sex with him Mm -hmm. and of course he's distracted he still gets distracted by the hot male neighbor we have a little bit still here (laughs) yeah 
<laughs> Charlie's just way more repressed. Right. He sees um he sees Jerry go in with his neighbor Doris. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amy gets pissed off and leaves, and then Charlie I but- think calls the police. Right. Yeah. We have feminist Charlie. <laughs> yeah. Because Amy's like, oh, your hooker neighbor. And he's like, Stripper. actually, she's a go go dancer and she's a great friend of mine. <laughs> yeah. He like defends her. He loves her. Um, But yeah, so then like a scream happens. A or scream, something, yeah. And so he calls the cops. And the cops show up and then like. <laughs> he's Jerry's watching like, and yeah. Jerry's talking to the cops and is like, oh yeah, I made her scream yeah, all right. She was screaming. <laughs> oh, before this though, um. When uh, Dora, uh, when Jerry's leading Doris into the house, he looks up at Charlie. So Charlie knows that he's been spotted, and he like jumps back from the window. Yeah. <laughs> and he's all clumsy. It has that same kind of clumsiness, yeah. that Charlie had in the first movie, which yeah. I really appreciated carrying over because he's just a kid, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so the cops come, but they don't care uh, yeah. because Jerry's cool. Um, and so they leave and then he leaves for a minute and Charlie goes to break in mm-hmm. and um, shortly after Charlie gets into the house, he like takes a picture of a shrine thing and then he is looking around and then Jerry comes home and Charlie gets scared and so he doesn't know where to go so he hides in the closet and when he hides in the closet, he opens up this secret door which shows like a tunnel of like locked rooms and then he finds the door what's her name doris doris Doris, yeah he finds what she's in and she's like oh my god help me and he can't get the lock uh picked and so then jerry comes up and he hides inside of a door and then like a really sad scene happens yeah (laughs) um jerry like comes in and he opens the door and he like drains doris and charlie watches and it's really sad and horrific and doris is like she like holds up her finger to her mouth to tell charlie to like stay quiet and like it's kind of like sweet yeah but it's like very sad yeah because you see them being friends like right at the opening of the movie and it's like oh her last action is like to try to protect him yeah and so uh jerry like drains her and then just like flops her into the door and locks it Right, and then he leaves, and he kind of like sniffs the air. That's what, Colin Farrell does that in this. Like he sniffs multiple things, right, in a very uh-huh. like animal way. I don't know. Anyways, so he like sniffs the air, and then he leaves, and then Charlie comes out, and like he finally is able to pick the lock. Yeah, and Jerry's downstairs watching The Real Housewives. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and so Charlie picks the lock and gets Doris out, and they sneak out. And there's this whole bit where Jerry starts walking around and they're like barely escaping him. And then you see them leave. And it's, you're a, like, it's a bit Scooby-Doo. It is. And you see them leave and then you're like, oh, and then you see that Jerry watches them leave and he's like smiling about it. Well, gnawing on his apple. Another little yep. wink yep. to the and original. They're as, green in this one. They're they, not green in the original. Yeah. And then as soon as they walk out, they, they hit, hit the, the sunlight. sunlight and then... Doris fucking turns to ash yeah not 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 turned to ash she explodes she explodes explodes, into ash and charlie is traumatized (laughs) he is not ready horrific molly's gasp that she let out she had no idea what was coming right and uh it's terrifying 
and then Jerry laughs about it. Like it's funny to him that that just happened because his problem is solved. It's one of those things like he saw them leaving, and I was like, and I'm sure we were all kind of like, what? Like, why isn't he trying to stop them better? But he knew. Mm-hmm. I also didn't realize it was daytime. I really like that difference in lighting. His house is so dark because yeah. he's a fucking vampire. Well, I think the sun like was rising when all that action was happening because it definitely was nighttime when he snuck in. Mm-hmm. Mm. But yeah, it's good. Just so it shows you what his house is like. What happens after that? Then he's convinced that uh, Jerry is a vampire. So then he goes to find Vincent, right? Right. Peter um, Vincent. He, he goes to Peter Vincent. <gasps> yeah. And he pretends to be like a someone from the sun doing Very an article about vampires. Mm-hmm. And he goes to this magician's act. And Molly, do you want to talk about it? You know that I think you should leave sketch where he's like, I'm so horny, my stomach hurts. <laughs> <laughs> that really was, I Molly. physically unwell. Because um, it's David Tennant. I don't know if we said that. Yeah. It's David Tennant as Peter Vincent, the hot Vegas magician. <laughs> and he's wearing, like, hot eyeliner he has like an eyebrow ring and piercings he's got like long brown hair and a goatee great yeah it's like how we were talking about in the queen of the damned episode a little bit like that he's yeah. wearing oh he's wearing leather pants which are just so sexy so low rise on his tiny little body yeah <laughs> they look so small They're the tiniest pants i've ever seen like crotch to waist was probably a whole three inches like <laughs> So low rise. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got like two crosses tattooed on his neck. Yeah. And, like, Is some... anyone else having a hard time swallowing? <laughs> 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 I feel like sweaty. <laughs> I'll, feel have, I'll have this moment later on in the podcast, so I can't judge <laughs> you. It's like one of it's one of those things, right? Everybody has movie scenes where they get like a little hot under the collar, <laughs> and this was that for me. Because <laughs> it's fucking, it's a magician, bro. It's a magician. <laughs> so he puts on a show where like there's these vampire ladies and stuff, yeah, yeah. and like they're doing they're it, doing and then he like rehearsal. throws a hissy fit because somebody misses a cue. I would do anything to see this whole vampire-based magician I show know. in real life. I want to see the full like thing so bad. It's really, really good. Um, and, like, he has this... The main vampire bride is also, like, this woman he's sleeping with. Mm-hmm. And their relationship is so funny. They're so fucking mean to each other. They, like, literally... They hate each other, but they love each other. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so uh, Charlie shows up and he convinces uh, Peter Vincent that he's there to interview him. And so Peter decides to let him come up and they'll talk. Right. Um, yeah, so they, I mean, they have their talk and he doesn't believe him. And while and, they have their talk, you find yeah. out that Peter Vincent's just putting on a disguise. Like he looks like a normal guy. He just slowly takes off each part of his costume. Like, and also they have their shows that he's an alcoholic. <laughs> how did you feel when the wig came off? What, 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 okay. did, how did that hurt you? Let me walk you through this, right? So he sits down, he's fucking... He's lounging in that, like, sexy pose where his legs are all spread out. <laughs> and he's 
just he's wearing all black and it's just it's just working for me you know it's fucking hot he he owns the house his house is also really sexy um oh the condo oh my god um so I'm sorry, I zoned out because I thought, I'm not even kidding you, this is a genuine thought I had. I was like, what if he had a nipple piercing? <laughs> they knew it would be too much. Okay, I told you this was going to be the career ender for me. Um, where were we? Um, he He's... starts, oh, yeah, he starts fucking, te- he takes off his hair, it's a wig. Yeah. His beard and his mustache are fake. He doesn't, it's definitely one of those tropes that you can see coming when he starts doing it. Like, he's like the fake alternative. Yeah. But I was a little disappointed, I have to say. <laughs> I didn't sorry like for it. for your pain. Well, he did still look really hot. I was going to say, I prefer him when he doesn't look like a magician. I think he's much better looking. See, I liked, I liked like the eyebrow piercing and like the tattoos, but the goatee had to go. Had in to. my eyes. That was, that was a must. It just the goatee just... in this reminded me of in community the dark timeline goatees. That's exactly what it was shaped like. <laughs> I thought you were going somewhere different with that, and I was gonna. Oh, what Jeff is a magician? I know exact. I was thinking you were going to the one episode where they save real Dean from the like fake Dean. Yeah. When Jeff Winger shows up as a sort of mind freak style yeah. magician. <laughs> Do you remember that time we were at Sid's house and you and RG made everyone watch Chris Angel Mind Freak? Yes. <laughs> oh, it's great. Chris Angel Mind Freak is so a great fun. show. That was so fun. We have Pluto TV and it has been turned on multiple times and in our I've apartment. And I've also downloaded the entire yeah, series <laughs> of Chris <laughs> Angel Mind all. Freak. God, I love that. Um, but Sorry. anyway. So yeah, he doesn't believe him and... Yeah. It's possible we're underselling how good David Tennant looks in this movie. <laughs> good for him, you know. Okay, sorry. Enough about that. So, I'll, I'm done for a couple of minutes. Something that we didn't get in this movie is the male living carpenter. 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 He wasn't anywhere to be seen. <laughs> Which is unfortunate. That's a definitely something You can only have one missed. queer-coded profe- uh, profession in a movie. They swapped out um, carp- living carpenter for magician. <laughs> It's just, it hits different, though, you know? Yeah, it's not the same. Magician yeah. isn't the same. Not the same as a male living carpenter. Also, <laughs> the most, like, heterosexual magician ever, like, the girl walks off and he's like, I fucked her. <laughs> that was... When he said that, we all laughed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was funny. Hold on, can, I, can, can we hear a little more of your British accent there? No, <laughs> no. Yeah, please. <laughs> That was like the furthest you could be from happiness. <laughs> okay. Um, so at this point, like Colin Farrell decides to attack, and he's get, he's like, "This is where it gets scary, yeah, right?" Like they all go home. It's it's freaking Charlie, Amy, and Tony Collette, the mom, and they're just hanging out. And then Colin Farrell starts to attack, and then. Like, he's like, no, don't open the door. Um, and this, like, this is completely different. Like, they yeah. added a lot of fighting in the middle, and it's great. Because um, it, there's another one of those things where breaking the vampire rules. Yeah. Um, he, like, 
digs up their gas line and then um, lights a fire into it yeah like like basically blows up their house by like lighting a match on the that and inside the gas line and so he, fucking his, menace behavior by the way his thing is no house no yeah. like rules He's like, like, well, i want to i, I want to know more about the connections between vampirism and property law yeah because he's like it's not your house so like is when the deed is drafted is that when like the vampire can't come in well and he, he just like blew out the windows essentially with the gas he, main explosion so there's the still structure. definitely a house I, I think he broke the structure so it like but, like if i was living in a cave and like that's where I resided every day. Would that not be my home? Oh, they don't. It was the bat's home first. Bat? Vampires are allowed. What? It was the bat's home first. <laughs> Vampires are allowed. Yeah, I don't know. I don't if know. If I own like a small dollhouse that like I can like huddle myself into, can the vampire get me there? I mean, he probably just had to smack the dollhouse, and you'll fall out. I think. Yeah, I think it's just. Like a man-made structure yeah. that is owned by house. someone else, because he can go into like Businesses. an apartment. Yeah, like he walked into the where um um the place where Peter the Vincent. magician lived. Yeah, well, Peter no, Vincent um, lived. Ed they were invited in. No, but he walked in um downstairs oh, though, yeah, right? In the like, lobby. and the the security guard was like, "Sign in, sign in," and he was like, "No, I don't want to." And then he kills the security guard. So like, he can walk into buildings, but they couldn't get into specifically Peter Vincent's suite. Yeah, and okay. for that they needed permission. So I think it's like I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But like, There's is, it, is it squatter's law? I think. Well, it's, Squatter's Law also doesn't apply because then, like, um, what's his name? Christopher Mintz-Platt claiming that house would work. Yeah. Would have worked. <laughs> but I don't think you have to be the owner to, like, invite you in. It no, just be a guest. it doesn't have to be the owner. Yeah, you could just be invited. It's just an oh. occupant. <laughs> an occupant of the house. But I feel like, I guess the land has to be owned by someone else. Or mm-hmm. that the house itself has to be owned by someone because like he can walk into his own house <laughs> and so uh blowing it up somehow fixes this right. but you know what it, it's fun and you don't expect it and you're like no fucking way see you guys talk about just whatever random celebrities and shit i'm going deep into vampire like house lore <laughs> theory no, when i'm I in am control trying to know where the line is <laughs> like if, if i'm living in a tent for like five days like if i'm on vacation that doesn't count but what if i'm like i'm no, setting up a permanent residence in this tent i think the tent, i think even yeah the tent like if it's a big tent that you can't just like pick up and throw around then i think that would work like you would even if you're just staying there for five days oh trust me if i'm in a tent it's well secured <laughs> it's anchored in I've been camping. <laughs> I have the spikes. I just have to assume it's like this level of this is where this person's staying because it's a boundary violation. At its yeah, core, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So like... I think the reason he was able to enter the house once he destroyed it is because he had violated that boundary of like infrastructure. Okay, yeah. that helps. Yeah, it's like it's it's like in Game of Thrones when they do the thing where they salt the. They give the guests like salts and then like that like ensures that they're safe. That was the whole thing with the red wedding was like 
Oh yeah, they like. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Anyways, <laughs> you've got the wrong audience. Sorry, I know what you're talking <laughs> about. They probably yeah. don't. <laughs> um. So anyway, yeah. So like, he blows up the house, so they have to like escape and like um drive away in their car. And there's this cool Which, chase scene. A really oh good God, car chase wait. scene. I enjoyed it. I think. I was gonna say. Yeah. Oh no, go ahead. I and can the, wait. I can wait my you, turn. You can go ahead. <laughs> It has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Oh, okay. Um, the car chase scene was cool, except when it didn't look good. Yeah. <laughs> like, some of the CGI in parts was, like, Ugh. like took me out of it. But, like, the way yeah. it was, like, set up, the intended effect was really cool. I will say, the, the big flaw of this movie is the direction they took with extreme cgi like i really wish they would have just stuck to makeup right but like mm-hmm. his design is scary but the whole time i'm looking at it i'm like that's a thing from a computer right which is it's, unfortunate it's the kind of movie you can't tell if it was made for 3d or not Ugh. and that's not a compliment Ugh. yeah yeah i think it was definitely made for 3d because there were too many of those effects mm-hmm. yeah but, but yeah it's so- I feel like it was definitely shot for 3D. Was it released in 3D? Who who's to say? I don't know. I didn't watch it in 3D, but I also never liked 3D movies. So um, I can't watch 3D movies without getting. I don't know if you know this. I can't like go see a 3D movie. I've only seen one, and it was the Hitchcock Dial M for Murder. And the only reason I could go and see it is because they had the red and blue glasses, oh. and I had to cover up one of my eyes the whole time. Oh, oh my god! So I didn't get sick. Oh. I've never been able to like watch a 3D movie because I get like just super super sick. The only sad. the only one that's worth watching in 3D is Gravity, in my opinion. So you're really not missing much. That's the one I've heard is the only one that's worth it. That's I, what I enjoyed Mark it. Mode says that that's mm-hmm. the only one that's worth watching. In 3D. I know when I was watching Mark Kermode, I was like, hey, I think that too, Mark Kermode. Um, yeah. Um. Yeah, but the car chase scene, like, there's a whole <gasps> like single take, like one take thing inside the car yeah go ahead it was shot in 3d it was uh, there we yeah, go okay. it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We could yeah, <laughs> yeah um but yeah, yeah like go ahead <laughs> it's it's very like kinetic it's very exciting i right. like a good one take in a place where you wouldn't expect a one take yeah right and i think the car like how it just kept moving inside the car outside the car turning around focusing yeah. on imogen or tony it's good yeah mm-hmm. yeah it was cool and they took some hits during it too there is this one particular bit so like um the he jerry like throws a motorbike and it slams into the car and that's a big hit that they take and then they're driving some more and then they realize um and charlie ca- crawls back to make sure that amy's okay and then they realize that jerry's coming up on them with his truck and he like slams the truck into the car and they like kind of go tossing forward but just the it's not the best placed cg car coming up and like their acting is so like it's not even over the top it's just underwhelming the way they like turn themselves over it's comical if you're watching it i thought they were performing for like a much slower car hitting them yeah This is also a very big divergence from the original movie. In right. the original movie, it's just the children who are kind of on to being a vampire. And even that, it's like only a couple of them and it's ambiguous. Yeah. This one, he reveals himself about halfway into the movie yeah. to yeah. everybody. Like everybody yeah. knows that he's like an actual vampire. There's like- not that um kind of Lost Boys sense of like having to just like prove to adults that um Jerry's a vampire. He pretty much 
fucking yeah he doesn't yeah, care he and doesn't that, care it doesn't make the most sense right right because his whole motivation is he doesn't want charlie in his business again but then he like he just goes all out. Well, that's what happens yeah. in the original hit the fucking nightclub. Yeah, he like in yeah. that like he had a motivation. He had to get Amy out cuz yeah. he was in love with her. That's true. I think he's like a little more bloodlusty than um yeah. the first Jerry and two oh, yeah. at the end it's kind of revealed he's like working on an army. Yeah. So yeah. I think true. he's fine with revealing himself to a bunch of people cuz he thought he was going to get them all and turn them off. Yeah. But I I also like to think that it originally was written where um you it was just the kids, but then like you cast Tony Collette and you're like I can't waste. <laughs> Gotta Tony get Collette. more of that. <laughs> right. Kind of bump up a roll. So eventually Jerry catches up with them, and then they have this whole fight. Like he crashes their car, or they he gets in front of them somehow, and then like they drive into him. Yeah, they run over and him. then run over him, and then eventually like he's been under the bottom of the car and he like starts to break through um and then i guess they crash their car mm-hmm. uh, or like they stop for a second and another car comes up and crashes into them and guess who's driving that car chris sarandon the og that was a jerry that, that was great nobody told me that yeah <laughs> I forgot I about that. That one I, I could too. not tell you about. I did forget about right that. Right when the car crashed, I was like, oh, shit, I remember this. But I, I going into it, I completely forgot he was in the movie. But then Jerry proceeds to murder him real hard. Yeah. But in the commotion, Tony Collette grabs the, um, the Chekhov stakes. We saw them at the very beginning. They're her for sale signs. And uh, she was putting the him Century in. Century 21 realtor Yeah. Sign. And she was yeah. putting him in her car. And she stabs Jerry with one, and he goes like weird, limpy, noodle, like screeching animal on the like ground. Like the one letterbox review, he goes Colin Farrell. Yeah, like real <laughs> Farrell. Really yeah, um, it's great. <laughs> and then uh, they drive away, uh, but and then like t- um, Tony Collette is in the hospital after that. Um, Cause she passed out right after seven. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Um, and also at this point, Peter Vincent realizes that, um, like he had he found a symbol that matched the picture that Charlie showed him that he took inside what's his name's house, Jerry's house, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he calls Charlie and is like, "Come over now, come now." Um, and oh, we we forgot to mention. How they like wink at the fact the vampire's name is Jerry. The yes, time, they roast it so hard, like twice. Every time they're like, "Jerry, what kind of vampire name is that?" It's so funny because it's exactly what we said when we watched the original. Yeah, you know, so it's for all those audience members who are like, "What the kind, fuck kind of vampire name is Jerry?" They really put that in for mm. us. It was really good. I think Jerry was definitely more of like just a dude's name in the 80s you know like people were named jerry right but like (laughs) there could be no way of knowing (laughs) (laughs) Um, what were we talking about oh jerry Um, the vampire peter Uh, teams up in the hospital they're making fun of Oh, um, he uh, um, David Tennant found the symbols that match, so he yeah. calls up Charlie again. Right, and then they go over to 
David Tennant and he's like he's like it's some symbol of a species that from the Mediterranean or something um and he explains that he's probably trying to like turn like make an army basically um also a cool thing about this is that Peter Vincent has like a bunch of like actual like like weird uh arcane um like artifacts you know he has like a bunch of random like like shield like uh, weapons and stuff and he in glass because um he says like he collects them um so that was really cool because they have a fight in this scene because he gets a package um and who is the delivery guy but ed ed from before and so they have this big fight scene where um they're just using like random weapons from um (laughs) uh, peter vincent's collection and peter like is all tough at first and then the second ed starts attacking he grabs he grabs a crucifixion nail and he's like uh, it's like that's not gonna help you and he's like it's a crucifixion nail it's lethal for you and then he like and then uh goes uh like as if he's like getting ready to fight and then he runs uh, into his uh, panic room yeah and ed chases him and tries to reach in and gets his hand his arm chopped off right and, and then, then so they just run around they fighting each with other with like an axe that he pulls charlie has an axe that he pulls off the wall ed, ed gets ed, ed takes a few hits before they um and do they put him out they, they, they do him? yeah they stab him they hit him with a stake and then uh in the heart yeah uh and he like turns t- he like burns up yeah into yeah ash. it was like surprising the first time i mm-hmm. saw it at least yeah. they're like whoa they killed evil yeah that's evil very big very very big um difference between that and um the very original evil. movie yeah um, it is sad too. At the end, he kind of has this look of like realization. Like, does he say like "thank you" or something? Probably. He says like "want to be a vampire." Yeah, he he does say like he gets mad at Charlie and he's like, uh, "Now I have to be like this. Like it's your fault because you didn't come with me." Um, so no, he no, definitely. No. I mean, when he dies, doesn't he say something when he dies? I don't remember, but oh, I probably wasn't paying attention. He probably did. I, I thought was, so. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. I will I say know. in the original, you do think Evil Ed dies until the last moment. And I think like even that is not supposed to imply that he's alive because that's just like a line from earlier. Well, I think so he's it could in the be... second one. Is he? I think so, isn't he? I don't know. <laughs> um I don't know. I don't think he's in the second yeah, one. For some reason I thought he was in the second one. But yeah, so in like I mean the original one you still do feel like Ed is dead. <laughs> yeah. Okay um but yeah yeah so he dies also like at this point um colin farrell gets there and then like uh amy hit, uh, throws some holy water random holy water that peter vincent had in a glass case i think it was special holy water from somewhere that's my guess but as what, to why he had it even if it was a glass case wouldn't it evaporate if you're just displaying it <laughs> Maybe, yeah. No. You gotta keep no. that shit in the vial. If it's, like, closed, then it's not gonna evaporate. It wasn't. It wasn't a chalice. Yeah, but, like, it's a closed... Si- the glass case is a closed system. So it's all got, gonna guys, stick guys, guys, within no, there. And I, then... I know the answer. I know why they did that. Tell us, Molly. David Tennant is so exudingly hot 
that the moisture in the air of his apartment is just so prominent that the holy water never right. had a chance. The to humidity, go. yeah, it's it, just so much. There moisture. was too much humidity, so yeah, I mean, it's saturated. Says I can't remove this participant. <laughs> hey, am I wrong? I mean, yeah. If that's the line that we're drawing, <laughs> you're kidding me. I've said way worse. <laughs> yeah, of all things. <laughs> that's the thing you're going to get all pressed about? I'm right. You saw him saw Leather pants are hot. That's not a dry situation he's got going on down there. <laughs> I think, you know, it's old damp. <laughs> not bad way. <laughs> Is anyone else feeling just disgusted with how they behaved this episode? <laughs> Molly, I've not been yet. there like a hundred times on this podcast. <laughs> it's fine. I understand. I just hate when it's me. Because yeah. I feel, you know, I don't know. You know? I know. Because yeah. <laughs> my turn's coming up. So. <laughs> oh. I think I'm in line with you on that, Quinn, yeah. but we can continue. Charlie and Amy <laughs> run away. I don't know what you're talking about. You should. And then they run into a nightclub where there's a dance party. But this nightclub scene is very different. Yeah. Charlie and Amy get separated. Right. And instead of Jerry doing this, like, enticing, like, look at you across the bar and then they dance together. Yeah. He, like basically drugs her and then carries her out of the bar but he drugs her like with his blood and yeah, yeah. and yeah. like she's yelling help and some dude is like you go guy yeah. and it's like oh he cuts himself and then like rubs the, his blood on her lip on his lips and then kisses her um, i will say i will say i liked watching that it's it's, it's a, good it's a cool move if you're a vampire but like you know not it's for like a high not school. a not not in yeah. a uh non-consensual yeah. situation mm-hmm. anyways molly the original club scene in like the original friday night is so good and yeah. it's so 80s and it's oh. exactly the vibe yes. bright loud dancey for a movie set in vegas in the 2000s it is perfectly done mm-hmm. i loved i loved the um the reference to like a nightclub scene and i love how they changed it for this movie i thought that was really really good mm-hmm. yeah yeah it, it, it makes perfect. It's exactly what a Las Vegas club is like, right? right. Kind of douchey, absolutely packed, Oof, loud. Yeah. Like people don't fucking care about the well-being of others. Yeah. No, yeah, I agree. We forgot to mention my other favorite part of this movie. Um, at one point when David Tennant is on screen, they start playing "Pursuit of Happiness" by Kid Cudi, and it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I love that song. But it's very subtle and beautiful. Oh, there's the soundtrack's great. There's like pumped up kicks at one point. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, they they made a choice of every time they showed David Tennant in his apartment, they use like rap music, and I was like, why? Yeah, what was the choice there? They could have gotten a better effect with some new metal. Probably that would have made more sense. <laughs> uh, imagine if like Butterfly just. <laughs> That would actually work for me. I don't know if you know this, Sam and Harish. Butterfly by Crazy Town is one of my top corniest songs. <laughs> I love that song. I genuinely love that song. Oh, yeah. You're allowed to good. like that. 
That song makes me want to get a tongue piercing. <laughs> <laughs> I just spit. Because <laughs> it's right. You're right. It does. Anyways. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm I get what you mean. All right on the line on this episode. <laughs> So Back to the plot. it's time for the final big fight. Uh, Peter Vincent's like, here's a, a magical stake that's blessed by some famous person where if you stab him with that, then it'll cure all of his victims. <laughs> and and I just I like how it, it's like, it, it, I think it was blessed by like St. Michael or a saint or something. But yeah. just like, to say blessed by some famous person. <laughs> some <laughs> famous <laughs> guy. You know, one, one of those famous church guys. I don't know. Um, but Best blessed by Oprah, actually. <laughs> um, but he goes, so, but like he doesn't want to go because he's a scaredy cat. But finally, um, Charlie gets a bunch of freaking like gear and he goes, sneaks into um, Jerry's house finds the goes back to the secret closet um and finds amy yep and then he tries to pick the lock but then she like there's like a trap door and she falls and then peter vincent shows up and he's like yo get me drunk and i'll do anything (laughs) and so they drop down into the hole yeah and it's worth noting he's been drinking midori the entire entire time yeah of all the alcohol you're gonna drink, you pick Midori. Really? Yeah. Okay, I'm thinking okay. about it, and I'm actually kind of baffled about how this movie ended up so heterosexual. Because if you look at the director's filmography, Craig Gillespie, you've got Lars and the Real Girl, which is like about sort of different sexualities. I Tanya, very gay friendly. Cruella, which is about to be very gay friendly, and then the movie he announced is the fucking Chippendales movie with Dev Patel. What? Which he's also directing. So it's wow. like this guy obviously gets it. It must have been that we can blame the producers. It is overwhelmingly straight, but possibly is it too straight? Does that make it a little gay? Well. In the fact that it's like about the dangerousness of like the most Being straight, straight man alive. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna say, Sam was talking about this and I said you should talk about that on a podcast. Um I mean I casually mentioned it, but yeah, like Jerry is Jerry's different in this in that he is like very scary. Like he's the scariest form of a man I can think of. Yeah. Cause like he's very hot, but like everything else about him is terrifying and like he's just a very good modern version of like a predator you know which Mm -hmm. is essentially Mm -hmm. what a vampire is which is like it puts a bad taste in your mouth about vampirism but like i i just block it out i just tell myself it's not real i didn't find (laughs) colin farrell or his character sexy in this movie because he's fucking creepy and predatory and misogynistic it's disgusting it is, but it's, it's a really great characterization of a vampire, but it is not sexy. Well, to say it like that makes me and Sam look like the villains. <laughs> <laughs> we just yeah, no, Colin Farrell's hot. Like, it's okay. Colin Farrell in this movie is hot, 
vampires are hot. Colin Farrell as a vampire is kind of hot, but like as a character, Jerry's she's fucking terrifying. Gnarly, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So where were we in the plot? We just got the on final the battle. Like, yeah, the final battle. So they go drop down into the trapdoor, and uh, Colin Farrell has this huge like basement area that it's goes huge. into like this cave system it's, it's weird bigger than his house yeah I, well because remember at the start when tony collette's complaining about the dumpster and he, and she's like where is he even getting all this concrete i uh-huh. think he's like digging out into the lawn and yeah. like other people's lawns yeah right yeah um so yeah he he yeah there's just this whole f- slow like uh, they find um, Amy, and then C- Colin Farrell shows up and locks uh, Charlie in with Amy, uh, and then has a fight with David Tennant. Um, and also, David Tennant explains the stupid backstory that his parents were killed by a vampire, <laughs> and, then, and that's why he's like that. And then later, you find out, yeah, it was Jerry. Jerry yeah, shows I'll... up, and he's like, "Oh, you've grown." I'll admit, I definitely like. Peter Vincent's as a character more in the first one because he like has an arc more so than David Tennant does right yeah uh, I agree (laughs) um uh but yeah he has a stupid backstory but um uh so like they have to split up and Charlie is in this room with Amy and she is a vampire now and it, it's pretty much the same as before she's like oh you should have saved me charlie yeah. why didn't you save me and then like uh except and she's more. like love me hate me say what you want about me <laughs> i got a big mouth <laughs> she's like i'm the best you've ever you'll ever have and, and the only will. you'll ever have yeah, yeah. she's like I'm gonna kill you, but we have to fuck first. That's the whole, <laughs> whole fucking movie, and also she's horny in this one too. Yep, Amy wants to fuck. That's but fine. She like goes up and like pulls out all her like fancy vampire teeth and goes to bite him, but he gets the magic stake and stabs her, but not in her heart. He, mi- she said, "Ha, you missed," and he said, "I know." I did it on purpose. <laughs> um, so he goes escapes he finds david Tennant, who like uh finds this like area where there's a bunch of vampires hidden in his army well, b- b- before before you see that it's just him and colin farrell and colin farrell just throws a pebble <laughs> oh yeah yeah that actually that was really cool <laughs> um colin farrell it, th- throws a pebble at him and then you can go ahead and it just like hits him in the forehead and just dro- get this little drop of blood starts bleeding out. And he's like, dude, what the fuck? Like, I really expected you to, to come at more with me. No. Come at me with more. Right. <laughs> and, then, and then he's like, uh-uh, not me. And then, like, people start coming out of the dirt. Falling through the dirt. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. What was he doing? Did he plant them? Were they gaining nutrients? Why I think they... they were resting. They were resting in the dirt. And like, because all... you need to sleep in the dirt, your dirt, your yeah. home dirt. Yeah. All or... the all the high schoolers in town, all the random people start crawling out of the dirt. Dave Franco's there. Dave Franco's They're there. They're all yeah. vamps. So... Wait, I have a, I have a structural question. If yeah. they are in the desert, there's no way you could dig under a house like that. 
without it crumbling. It would like, fall that's, through. That's very sandy soil. Yeah. That's not gonna that doesn't have the weight to hold up like other soil does. Yeah, right. I don't know. I doubt yeah. this cave system, but whatever. Well I don't know. suspension of disbelief. Whatever. Um but there's a cool fight where he has a gun that shoots stakes. <laughs> that was pretty cool. It only does a couple and then it shorts out. Yeah, and then it stops working. But um Charlie shows up, he blows some like holes in the ceiling. Um so sunlight comes in so they have a little spot in the middle where they can sit where <laughs> Well it, Charlie comes in and David Tennant is losing a battle. Yeah. yeah. He is getting bitten left and right everyone. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so they're sitting in the sunlight and like David Tennant's smoking, like his skin is starting to smoke. Uh and uh Colin Farrell's like, "Yeah, you're turning." Um and then there's this whole speech and then Amy comes in and then like, and then Amy comes in. This yeah. is where me and Sam will take yeah, over. Yeah. <laughs> Amy comes in. What'd you say? I just said I can't. I can't. I never can talk about the horny <laughs> scenes. I'm always Ooh, like, no, we can't talk I'll, about these. I got it. <laughs> she comes in and he's like, giving his whole video and speech about how he's she's her she's his now. How he she makes him feel young again. And then he takes his like good creepy vampire nail. Yeah. A lot of good vampire fingers in this of one. Of course, you gotta. And he like slices just above his nipple. <laughs> on very purpose. Dracula. It's and very then Dracula. Amy just like starts sucking away on his nipple. <laughs> and the scene makes me feel like that one SNL sketch with AD Bryant and R- Ryan Gosling where He's like a dad, and she's like, <laughs> oh nipple, God. nipple, 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 and, like, dives through a table. <laughs> whenever oh whenever this scene happened, I got really overwhelmed, and I looked down and looked directly at Quinn right when, because he was, like, maybe a second behind, right when it happened, and, like, oh, my God, his face. I was, like, oh, he needs to, like, <laughs> turn his camera off. <laughs> I was... I was simply too horny to be on Zoom with friends. Let's say that and move on. Oh my god. Anyways, it was great, great time. But yeah, that happened. And then they like make out. Yeah, and then they make out. And then then there's a big fight. Uh, Oh, it's Charlie's big idea is he has this like fire resistant suit or whatever. Um, And it's from, I guess, Peter Vincent's act. And he sets himself on fire and then, like, attacks Colin Farrell. And then they, like, like he, like, has this little, like, climber's clip and, like, clips into, I guess, Colin Farrell's belt a loop. carabiner. Yeah, yeah. A carabiner. I love the word carabiner. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so they they just roll around together and have this big fight while they're on fire, and, and like they break the ceiling uh, or like the top of the cave system. <laughs> um, so the sunlight starts coming in, and Colin Farrell starts burning up, and then David Tennant grabs the magic stake and th- gives it to Charlie, and he's like, "Don't miss" or something. Yeah. No, and he then, says hit him in the heart or something. Yeah, and then at this point, like, uh, hit, Colin Farrell's body is, like, burning up, and so his heart is visible. Um, so Charlie stabs him right in the heart directly, uh, and then he burns up, and it's really cool because we get all these, like, spirits coming out yeah. of all of the, like, vampire spawn. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and then... It's very much the ending of Scooby-Doo, the live-action movie, when they knock over the mm-hmm. barrel of souls. Yeah, yeah. They're all, like, running, going back into Colin Farrell. Um, and then he explodes, and everyone's fine. <laughs> and they finally get to have sex <laughs> at the end. Yep. And David Tennant walks in and is like, I'm not watching. I'm not watching, um, but I'm if you're naked. Guy. <laughs> yeah. He's still wearing leather pants, thank God. <laughs> yeah. He's still got a show to do. <laughs> but his hair is short to show that time has passed. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the film. That's the end of the movie. Yeah. I mean, altogether, Pretty good, good film. Flick. Yeah. I can see why people wouldn't like it because Jerry's very different Mm, but i mm -hmm. think in terms of they wanted to actually like make this scary because like watching the original the way the characters are they're very silly to us nowadays right and so they were like oh no this needs to actually be scary for modern audiences and they're like what's scary and then i think they made a good scary guy right yeah it's very much the template for another one of the few remakes i respect and like for evil dead Mm -hmm. Mm. yeah it's very much that moment where they're like okay we're just gonna take this seriously and just make it creepy yeah yeah scary issue yeah i think um uh it's definitely one of those where like if you're going in expecting the original then you're gonna be disappointed all of them i will say all of the movies that i like the equally to their originals so like i like these two i like both the fright nights basically the same and i like um i like ring and ringu basically the same i like evil dead and the evil dead basically the same it's because i saw the remakes first and then i saw the originals but i also think they're just equally good (laughs) see for all of those i saw the originals first well i haven't seen ringu yet but i and i also saw the blob and the blob remake yeah, and I love both of those as well. Yeah, so I think, I think the commonality between all the remakes I like is they not only just like remake it, but they set it within like the context of filmmaking when it was remade. Yeah, like for example, The Blob takes a '50s B movie and turns it into like an '80s style blockbuster, mm-hmm. and that really works because that's like what was going on in movies at the time the Blob was remade. Yeah. So I think that's part of the key, and what and ends up making me like them. I, agree. I think one of the best. Um, and I talk about this movie all the time. Best um modern adaptation of an old horror movie is Invisible Man. Very good. Oh yeah. It takes um the context of current fears, um, and does it really really well and change and it, it's very it's one of those movies it's very very different from the original story mm-hmm. but it's different in a way that like improves upon the story by making it like more applicable for a modern audience mm-hmm. and this movie does have some of that too i think it does like a good job in its modernization yeah uh, it's got like the hyper stylization of like horror in the 2000s early 10s the very like yeah. clean, slick studio look mm-hmm. that they all have that I have I didn't like when I was living then, but now I kind of love that yeah. style. <laughs> just makes you it just you feel uh, like home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In the yeah. worst way. <laughs> but yeah, it's great. I like it a lot. Should we? Yeah, I re- I really can't decide. Which yeah. I would prefer out of these two. Should we go into segments? Yeah, for sure. 
What would you do? What would you do if it were you in this movie? My favorite song. <laughs> uh, who who would you relate to? Because, I mean, the characters in this are very different, so. I feel like. Go ahead. I, was, I feel like Charlie. I feel like I was very much a lame kid trying to be cool. A lot of times that that feels right for me and my journey. Mm-hmm. So I think something like around that, maybe, or Adam, the first kid to die, he seems pretty relatable to. I think I'm evil Ed in this movie. Yeah. Um, a little bit, just in terms of like that, he's got that like nerdy, a bit like obsessive about whatever he's interested in mm-hmm. at the time kind of vibe. But he's like nerdy in that two thousands way that I found relatable, because um, I'm absolutely not cool at all. Like you, you, you guys know me. Um, <laughs> no, he's no shot. Um, I think the character I want to be is whoever that stage assistant is. Um, Peter Vincent's stage assistant. In my ideal world, I'm her, but. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I can't be her. I'm Christopher <laughs> Mintz Plas. I'm fucking. I'm not even Christopher Mintz Plas in this movie. I'm like borderline Fogel. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, I just God. Really, this episode really got away from me. I... <laughs> um, I think I I relate to Charlie in this one actually because, um, I went through that jump where, my freshman year of high school, I was this like weirdo theater kid with short black hair and uh then i made the cheerleading squad <laughs> and i got different <laughs> <laughs> but i still like had my like secret nerd bits to- i mean i wasn't like secretly a nerd but like i still was like i don't know it's still nerdy you know i still held on to it i thought christopher Mintz plots was hot in this movie when i was in <laughs> high school <laughs> wow like i was still a nerd <laughs> And um, so, like, I get it. I get. <laughs> yeah. We, we, we. What? What? I was in high school. I he was like a young looking guy. It makes sense. <laughs> so crazy. so is Anton. You yeah, I also thought he him. was. I thought he was hot too. It wasn't like I was only attracted to him. I'm just saying he was part of the package for me when I was in high school. I don't feel like it's I need so to defend funny. this further. <laughs> But anyways, so I, I I relate to Charlie. Um, I I guess I relate to Evil Ed in this. Um, although I don't like I wouldn't. I guess I'm kind of half Evil Ed, half Charlie. I guess because I do like I relate to like not wanting to be a nerd or like being like cringy, cringing at your past nerd <laughs> self. You know that kind of thing. Um, yeah, cringing at your past. Yeah. <laughs> um but i'm still like yeah you you know like i'm still into the weird nerd stuff so you know um but yeah that's my also i would probably die in this movie because like it's so much scarier (laughs) or i get turned into a vampire one of the random ones at the end i mean i said i wasn't what What? go ahead Uh, I, i said i wasn't living for chris randon like i wanted him to bite me 
Yeah. Jesus Christ, Colin Farrell. Yeah. I'm gone. I would, I'm the first. I would be dead. I would be locked into one of those little rooms for sure. Yeah. Did we talk about vampire design in this movie? No, not really. But I mean, we skimmed over it. But horrifying. it's what? It's kind of horrifying. Oh, it's like, yeah, yeah. His the way he looks. If I saw that in real life, like I just. I can't even think about it. It's scary. I don't think right. my brain can process that. Um, but I really think it was based off like a shark or something. Because he's got like creepy. a big old honking mouth. But like it's not as scary to look at because the CG is just, it's not perfect. And it takes <laughs> yeah, you out of it a little bit. It never is. Yeah. When it comes to creating faces for yeah. human-esque characters especially. Just it's not a strong point. It never will be. <laughs> but yeah so um that is something but i he is scary though like i would yeah i would not be able to survive him yeah yeah it's like very pale and like with veins it's just very scary and like wet looking looking. yeah not cool (laughs) not fun if anybody's seen harry potter and the goblet of fire he looks like Victor Crumb about halfway through his shark. Yes, exactly. Hundred percent that. Yeah. Spot on. Um. I don't miss. Should we do the awards? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So we have three awards on this podcast. We each give out one. Um. Well, whichever one we feel matches to it, and so we have the Jared Padalecki. Jared Padalecki acting award for excellence in acting which is whenever you really like the movie and you think the actor is like just the best performance in the movie then we have the Mishioker award for like a movie that was like it wasn't great it wasn't terrible it was just mediocre and this actor like did a fine job in it and then after that there's the Jensen accolade um, for you tried your best in a shitty movie and that's when the movie is really fucking bad, but this one actor tried really, really hard to, like, make it fine. Um, I'm giving this a Jared. I love this movie. So, it, the Jared. And, oh, uh, I think I said pretty early on who I was going to give it to, and I don't remember who it was. Let me think about it. But I know it's getting a Jared for me. I'll also okay. g- give it a Jared. Probably David Tennant. Hmm... <laughs> Yeah, I think I'd give it to David Tennant. I like him in this. I think I'd do a Jared. I'd give it to Anton. Yeah, yeah, I he's think good. He really, especially the parts where he's really fucking traumatized, he sells that. And, you know, just R.I.P., a really fucking talented guy, yeah. and it's very sad. And I could never watch that documentary. I know I'd cry. He, um, He really is, like, so good in this part like he's just like a perfect little casting for this exact guy like he plays him really mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. um do i even have to say who i'm giving it to <laughs> or is it david tenet? Tenet? um i mean david tenet fucking eats but i mean thoroughly like tony imogen anton colin everyone is delivering oh yeah at the highest level there's no i would i wouldn't give a bad mark to anybody even dave franco or dylan from modern family everyone you know? that got I, cast in this was born to play the part that they got cast in yeah, yeah. i was gonna say my second runner-up is um 
Christopher Mitz-Platz. I think he's great. Yeah. I think he's he's a great actor. Yeah, he's um, good. He's he does it, he's so funny. I think but he's funny. He he can like balance funny and cringe really really well. Um and it works for a lot of characters that he plays. Um I think he's great and I think he's really really I think he was the perfect choice for this movie. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. He made Evil Ed a little bit more likable, you know. Mm-hmm. 100%. So I just I just wanted to give him specifically a shout out as well. So uh uh villain ranking? Ooh. Ooh, give me one second. Well, I can go first since I have less people to do and I mm-hmm. know exactly Colin Farrell is Jerry is shooting to number 1. <laughs> um it's I, it is close with Chris Sarandon's Jerry. I think he benefits from being to me, more attractive. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, I think Colin Farrell's just like a really good actor and he's like fucking scary. Mm-hmm. And it works. It, he sells it. He commits. I got mine. Um, I put uh, Colin Farrell as Jerry at a cool five on my list. He's actually the lowest vampire on there. Um, mm-hmm. all, my top five is all vampires. Uh, is mine is looking. two, actually, yeah. Yeah. It goes Akasha, Queen of the Damned. That's gonna be that's the upset right there. It's gonna take a lot to beat her. Um, Jerry from the original Fright Night, Dracula from um Bram Stoker's Dracula, nineteen ninety one, Dracula from the original Dracula. Then uh, Jerry's coming in. I just and if he Colin Farrell performs it perfectly. I just do not like this character because he's absolutely fucking terrifying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, great villain. Just ugh, gives me the ick. Yeah, I locked this Jerry in at a number four um, because of the same reasoning you, Molly. He is just, I'm so scared of him. But I also know, like, sometimes I consider, like, could I beat them up? I could never win against this guy. Um, I would fall under his spell and regret it immediately because he does not care about me. Um, yeah. But uh, the my number one is Dracula from Bram Stoker's Dracula because I just think he's neat. <laughs> Gary Oldman as Dracula just doesn't get better than that. Um, then Jerry from the original Fright Night because he's just like, I, I'd like to get to know that guy. Um, and then Akasha from Queen of the Damned. She was just a little too murder everybody for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's amazing and I wanted more of a movie about her. But then after that is this Jerry. And then Dracula from the original is uh, fifth. I put him third on mine. So my order is Akasha and then the original Jerry, and then this Jerry. I think he's, like, really scary um, and a pretty good villain. Um, but, yeah, I just like the other two better. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so, what are we ranking this out of, rating this out of? Nipples. <laughs> no. Midori's. <laughs> um, uh, green apples. <laughs> Green apples. Fake eyebrow mm-hmm. piercings. Magic tricks. Uh, Swamp asses from leather pants. <laughs> Man, I don't know. What's a for sale signs? <laughs> I, I do want to circle back to nipples as a suggestion. <laughs> nipples. I think we glossed over it. There are quite a bit of nipples. What really sticks out about this movie? The fact that it's in Las Vegas. <laughs> How many Las Vegas? 
Las Vegas. How many Budweisers? How many sins? Out of ten sins. I would commit all of them. How many magicians we'd get married to in a weekend trip to Vegas? That depends. Um, do we have a lawyer on retainer? We do. <laughs> Just pound through those annulments. <laughs> we can. We can. <laughs> Um, I don't know. Uh, magicians, I guess. I'm fine with magicians. How many? How many magician wigs? Magician wigs. Molly? It's all coming together. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll do whatever you guys want to do. I'm gonna give this nine magicians, and here's why. This is a great movie. I could not get over the CGI. I think yeah. it, this movie reminds me why I fucking hate CGI. Yeah. I'm a big like big practical effects person. Um, it really, really did take away from the movie experience. I think there were some writing issues I had with it too, just like some dialogue things. But um, overall, I think the characterization is really, really cool. I really like it as an adaptation. I do just think the original is a little bit better, but this movie's so fun. I can't wait to watch it again. I think it's great. <laughs> Yeah, I I think I'll also give it a nine. Um, it's I actually I did not expect to like it that much, but once it got to the like scary part, I really really got into it. So it's <laughs> nice. definitely a nine. Yeah. Yeah, I like it equally as I do the original Fright Night, and I give the original Fright Night a nine. So I'm also gonna give this one a nine. Um, it's like it's really my problems are the CG. Um, and then, like, yeah, a couple of line edits I would make. But, like, God, I, I love this movie so much. I'm going to watch it, like, every other year for, like, most of my life, I feel like. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, I um, I I don't think the CGI is that bad. I think it's bad, but it doesn't take me out. And that way, my main complaint would be I think it's a touch long. I think it could have used a little tightening here and there, mm-hmm. but I also refuse to commit to selecting one Fright Night over the other, and I, th- I gave the other one nine and a half, I remember, because Holly was really mad at me for it, so I gotta give this one nine and a half, too. Nice. Um, so, recommendations? <laughs> um, I have a couple. You yeah. can start. I, have, I just have two. One... My Babysitter's a Vampire, both the movie and the series. Good. It's from, uh, was it Nickelodeon? It might have been Disney. I don't remember. It was Disney. It's, it's, I, it's, uh, it's just like the theme song is going, was going through my head the, this whole movie because it's like, she's the girl next door, <laughs> which is more or less the concept of this as well. But it's just a fun little vampire show. I actually, I find it really enjoyable. I'm not afraid to admit that. And my other one is based on the car chase scenes specifically because i really like it and if you want more car chase in a horror movie with a the homoeroticism injected right back in in a big way i'd recommend the hitcher Hmm. with um c thomas howell i I really like that movie a lot i bought it on dvd at the family video closing sale by my house because (laughs) i really like the movie so that would be my suggestion nice i mean obviously the original yeah. Movie. Oh yeah, I guess. <laughs> I think a couple for me are Disturbia, which I think somebody talked about. Yeah, like, that was moment. my only one that I could think of was Disturbia. It's pretty solid for Rick. Um, also, Odd Thomas, which also has Anton Yelkin. It's like kind of like a two thousand, like a like a late stage two thousands movie. Um, 
more sci-fi than horror um where this kid named odd thomas has to like figure out what's going on in his small town and there's like good supernatural investigatory moments and i think he plays that character really really well and um i think if you like this movie you'd probably like odd thomas a lot and on the cover art for or the poster art for both of those movies this movie and odd thomas he's standing mm-hmm. in the center with an axe in his hand <laughs> <laughs> nice. looking over his Great shoulder parallel. wow um uh i the only thing that's popping into my head right now is house of wax remake <laughs> which i also loves <laughs> thank you for saying that <laughs> that means yeah. I think I think I mean I when we first when he when we did it on the podcast I did not like the movie but I think like since doing it I've like grown to like it more just like in the memory of it um but so yeah it's it's a fun movie (laughs) check it out (laughs) I don't know (laughs) um I am in ecstasy right now just disturbia oh yeah disturbia yeah, that also works. Okay. Yeah, there, there's a very I, we glossed over it, but his whole like basement prison is feels very Disturbia, right. especially when Anton's like sneaking through looking for it and stuff. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's. I think Jennifer's body too. Oh it's yeah, got that's that, like good. high school kids kind right. of suburban horror element to it. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Um. Anything else? on this movie before we wrap it up it's pretty great um yeah it was a we had i feel like we had a lot of fun watching it yeah yeah it was fun a lot of laughing um yeah you can follow me or quinn uh do you have plugs (laughs) yeah i'm the co-host of one star bad movie podcast where we talk about bad movies the whole lot's been on it here and uh on twitter me myself am at leather velma and yeah because it's a scooby-doo reference (laughs) (laughs) i stole your line (laughs) 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 you got me um uh you can follow me at not a credit card on everything you can get me art save our shaggy that's a scooby-doo reference on everything and you can get me at midsummer queen on letterboxd and twitter that's a get this midsummer movie reference. <laughs> I kind of want to change my ad. Oh yeah, you move yeah. on. I don't know. And you can follow the show uh, at Tipsy Terror on Twitter, Tipsy Terror Pod at Gmail dot com, Tipsy Terror dot com, Tipsy Terror dot rip, Tipsy Terror dot wtf, Tipsy Terror dot pub dot and that points to all our links and. That's it. Bye. 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 Bye.